Hey friends, welcome to Living in His Purpose podcast, where we recognize that in God's purpose, He has the perfect spot for you. If you're a Christian woman and you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious by this rat race way of life and you're ready to find simplicity God's way, you're in the right spot. By replacing negative mindsets and habits with God's word, we're going to give Holy Spirit permission to come in and help us walk bravely in this upside down world. These are not easy things to face, sweet friend. You're going to have to put on your big girl pants. So pull them up, grab a drink, and let's get going. Hey friends, so this week you might not need those big girl pants. We're going to talk about something I've learned, what I believe could benefit everyone everywhere. I'm going to give you some information to help you make sure you're not breathing wrong. Yep, I said it. There's a right way and a wrong way to breathe. Did you know that? Back in Genesis 2-7, it says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. The Hebrew word for breath here is neshama, if I said it right. And it means vital breath or divine or soul, spirit, inspiration. So what God blew into man was his soul, his spirit. So this is the breath of life. And it's referring to what God breathes into mankind to give us life. Then there's the breath of God. And this is similar, but it's a little different. The breath of God is the Holy Spirit. And in Greek, the word used for spirit is pneuma, which means breath or a current of air or a breeze. In the medical field, we use the word pneumo, which describes anything related to the lungs or to the presence of air. So you're probably wondering, where am I going with all this? Well, this week's podcast, we're going to look at how God has created us. And remember, we are soul, body, and spirit. And he's created us for all of these components to work together. So we're going to look at our breath, God's breath, the breath of life. We started back in Genesis when he breathed into Adam, and he didn't do that with the animals. This is what separates us out from the animals. God blew from him to us a breath of life part of his spirit. He gave us a spirit and he did that through his breath. I think one of the things that led me to nursing is my fascination with how our body works. And as I grow in my Christian walk, I learned to trust that everything is in God's power. My mind is beginning to see how God orchestrates how we work physically, spiritually, and in our souls, our imaginations, and our minds. And I love that he's given us evidence that We are made in his image. And if you stop for just a second and listen, you'll hear yourself breathe. We are made in his image and God breathed. If you listen last week, you'll remember that we talked about adrenal fatigue. And when I was diagnosed with that about four years ago, it sent me on this journey to discover what in the world was going on with my body. And I really became concerned and interested about what stress does with our bodies. And I've learned quite a bit. Stress is like our natural enemy here on earth, and it is the root of so many problems that we have in this world. But I don't believe that God has just thrown us out there to the wolves to deal with stress in any way, shape, or form that we can do. Because as people, this is how we deal with stress. We smoke, we shop, we eat, we drink, and of course, it's all to the excess. And if you're walking with God, you have to be thinking, is there a healthy way for me to deal with stress? What if I told you that your breath is one of the most important things you have to fight stress 
anxiety, depression, fatigue, chronic pain, sleep problems, cold hands and feet, panic, anxiety, high blood pressure, brain fog, lack of focus, poor concentration, agitated mind, and daytime fatigue. If I told you all that, you might think that maybe I'm simplifying things a little bit. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but maybe we've had the ability to control our anxiety and our fatigue and our agitation and our poor concentration all along. And not only has it been under our nose, but it has been our nose. (laughs) Did you know that the nose performs 30 functions on behalf of the body? When it comes to breathing, the mouth performs no function except as a backup if the nose needs more air. About six months ago, I had a friend send me a podcast by Mel Robbins, and she was interviewing a man named Patrick McEwen, and he has done tons of research on the benefit and detriments of nose breathing versus mouth breathing, and I found it really interesting to listen to. He works with singers, Olympic runners, and even snipers on their functional breathing patterns and how to get the most out of their abilities through breathing. So what is a dysfunctional breathing pattern? This is a condition where breathing is problematic and it produces symptoms like breathlessness. It can be a psychologically or physiologically based habit, such as breathing too fast, breathing too deeply, both of which are symptoms of hyperventilation. It could also include upper chest breathing during rest or breathing irregularly with frequent breath holding or sighing. Breathing pattern disorders affect 9.5% of the studied adult population, rising to 29% among people with asthma and 75% of those with anxiety. When you're mouth breathing, for instance, you breathe in and you breathe out, your exhalation is going to be pretty quick and you're breathing faster. When you're breathing faster, there's this little mechanism in your brain that says, whoa, something's going on. We're breathing faster. I think we need to be hyper alert here. I need to be paying attention and maybe I even need to activate our fight, flight, or freeze response. And if you remember from last week, that means activating your adrenal glands and start secreting cortisol, which if it's done too much, we've determined over a period of time can get us into some pickles with our health. So what is a correct way to breathe, you ask? Well, start with breathing through your nose. When you're breathing through your nose, we're slowing down our breath where our exhalation is longer. And that means we're activating our diaphragm, which increases oxygen in our blood, which increases oxygen to our brains and to our organs, which is going to help us decrease that anxious feeling. When we've activated that diaphragm, we've activated our vagal nerve and have also strengthened our spine support. Did you know that? I didn't know that. 50% of people with low back pain have dysfunctional breathing patterns, which means they're not breathing through their nose. Does that sound too simple for you? It sounds pretty simple to me. And it also sounds like something that's free and completely in my control. And maybe I should try it. So when I was listening to this guy talk, he did a phenomenal job explaining things. But I'm always a little leery when I hear these quote unquote, new research findings. But let me tell you something I've experienced personally and help me see that, oh, maybe what he's saying is true. So I work in the newborn ICU. Many of you know that already. And one of the things that I educate parents on is the fact that babies are obligatory nose breathers. They have to breathe through their nose. They don't even know they can breathe through their mouth. So if their nose is clogged, They don't open their mouths to breathe. They just stop breathing and then their heart rate slows and that can cause problems. So it's important to keep baby's nose clear. 
but you can't overdo it because then you cause swelling and then that causes more problems too. But it takes several weeks for them to even realize they can open their mouth to breathe. Isn't that fascinating? We came out of the womb knowing exactly how we're supposed to breathe, how we can fight anxiety, how we can deal with stress, how we can keep our bodies strong. This is already hardwired into us. And the longer we're here on this earth and the more we lose that ability, we develop poor habits and we don't remember the importance of what it is that God gave us. So how common is this dysfunctional breathing pattern? How many of us breathe through our mouths and not our nose? Well, one study showed out of 34 healthy men and women, over 70% of them had irregular breathing patterns. So some of you might be asking, what can I get out of nose breathing versus mouth breathing? Why is this a big deal? Well, I'm going to list some benefits of nose breathing versus mouth breathing, and I'll have a link in my show notes to this website that he shares so much information. And there'll also be a YouTube video where he goes over some breathing patterns that can uh, affect your overall health, really. And they're, it's really fascinating. Okay, so what are some benefits? Number one, the inside of your nose is lined with tiny little hairs that are called cilia. And these cilia, they act like a filter. And they also warm and they give moisture to the air that you're breathing in. And they also protect us against 20 billion particles of foreign matter every day. Nose breathing during exercise increases your oxygenation from 10 to 20%. And who doesn't need that during the aerobic class? <laughs> Nose breathing is 22% more efficient than mouth breathing, which means it's easier and your breathing muscles don't get tired. So your body can focus on other things. Nose breathers keep their airways clear. When you breathe in your nose and out your mouth, you're causing your nose to get clogged up and it makes it harder to breathe. But it does take some time to get used to breathing just through your nose. But breathing through your nose is going to decrease your stuffiness. And he also has a short, easy exercise that can help you decrease your nasal stuffiness immediately. I tried it while I was driving down the road <laughs> and it worked, which really got me to kind of listen to what he had to say. So our lungs pull oxygen from the air we have breathed in as we're exhaling too. So when you breathe through your nose, you're breathing slower. And this is allowing a backflow into your lungs and the air is staying in your lungs a little bit longer. Your body's having a little more time getting more oxygen from that air. Breathing through your nose also utilizes nitric oxide. So nitric oxide is made in the sinuses around the nose. But did you know that it can protect you against airborne viruses? bacteria, allergens, and other pathogens. It helps to open up the blood vessels in the lungs and it gives you better oxygenation. So this is a little nerdy science, but stick with me. When we have a proper balance of oxygen and carbon dioxide in our blood, we maintain a balanced pH level. Oxygen travels around our body on our red blood cells. Carbon dioxide is what's used to release the oxygen from the blood cells to every part of your body. So if you're breathing through an open mouth, you're losing that carbon dioxide. So now your red blood cells are running around with a bunch of oxygen, but your pH is off and you're not able to release that oxygen to your brain and other organs. If you're breathing through your nose, it's giving your body more accessibility to that oxygen. In addition, nose breathing during your sleep makes sleep apnea less severe. Nose breathing engages and strengthens your diaphragm, which is a very integral muscle of your core and is necessary, like I said earlier, to stabilize your spine. When you breathe through your nose, it can improve your mental focus and increase the blood flow to your heart. And lastly, 
for those of you or who know of or experience exercise-induced asthma, nose breathing decreases these symptoms because it's protecting your airway from trauma and inflammation. Okay, we've looked at what an unhealthy breathing pattern does for you, but what is a healthy breathing pattern? Healthy breathing, first of all, starts through the nose. Then healthy breathing is light breathing. When breathing is fast and hard, we blow off that CO2 and then we're not effectively using the oxygen in our blood. Healthy breathing is slow breathing. When you slow your breathing, you'll experience less breathlessness and stress by creating breathing efficiency. It increases oxygen in your arteries. Healthy breathing is deep breathing. It plays a really important role in stability and mobility of your spine and trunk. This topic may not seem like a very serious topic on the surface, but it's really interesting to think that maybe if we used our breathing in a more effective way, we could decrease our anxiety levels, decrease our pain, clear our minds, and all of this allowing us to do the work that God has sent us here to do which is to tell people about Jesus and his love and his power and his gift and his sacrifice. And I see this information as yet one more example, how we as human beings are special to him. We are made in his image and he loves us enough to give us easy and effective tools to fight the stresses of this world that the enemy would love to use against us and make us ineffective. Let's just beat the enemy at his game and say, nope, not today, Satan. As the psalmist says in Psalm 150, let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. And let me close by reading the lyrics from the Michael W. Smith song, Great Are You, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. What truth we have that all we have is the Lord's, even our breath. I hope you've been enlightened today and I'll see you next time, friend. Have a great week. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here with me and I'm hoping that you received a word. Let me close with a passage of scripture. Rejoice in your confident hope, be patient in trouble, and keep on praying. By doing this, sweet friend, you're going to find that you can take those thoughts captive and change that mindset and be anxious for nothing. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you next time.